You're on Energy Groove Radio. National treasure Pete Murray has just dropped, uh, I guess, his first single in around about three years. It's called Found My Place. Pete joins me on the line now. Pete Murray, thank you so much for talking to me today. No problem at all. Now, tell me about Found My Place. I was looking at your socials and I noticed that you said you were actually a little nervous upon the release of this one. Um, if anyone should be nervous, it shouldn't be you. Well, look, it's... Um I think it's just one of those things. It's I was, you know, when Feeler came out the first album, I was um, felt unsure what was going to happen, and um, I don't know whether "nervous" is the right word to use, but I was a little bit anxious about it. I think, and I was hoping that it would go well. This new one, I think. Um, every other album since Feeler has been, as uh, I've always felt fairly confident with, and just I guess coming around this time again. Um, you know, I'm really enjoying the music, and you just want it to be successful. So I think. Well, you want people to like it, I guess, you know. So there's a little bit of um, anxiousness about that. Uh, but look, you know, the song, Some of Faith, is getting a fantastic, really positive reaction at the moment from everyone. It's a, it, Lyrically, it's about uh, passing wisdom to someone um, younger, someone that you really care about. Uh, and, you know, I've used my, just my life story as a, uh, an inspiration for this one, uh, where I can tell my kids, you know, um, life's, Difficult, you know, life's not easy. I think when you're younger, we all think that life's going to be fairly easy and then we'll fall into place, but it's, um, you know, it's definitely um, uh, challenging and you've got to sort of keep at things to be to be successful and to achieve what you want to achieve. So that's what it's all about, really. Just um, The main thing is, you know, staying true to yourself. And, and if, you do, if you do that, then, you know, things will be fine. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful message. And if you, as you've said, the song is inspired by your own journey in life and you're passing that on to your kids now. How has family in particular, I guess your kids, shaped this new music that we're hearing from you now? Well, I do tend to write about life experiences. And, I, um, you know, I find that uh, having kids, you definitely um, it changes your whole life. You know, you're definitely um, not so self-focused anymore and there's, there's someone else that's more important than you in the world. So definitely changes the way that you you, you use lyrics um, when you can, um, I guess, you know, look, this using this one, for example, is, you know, you want your kids to do well. Uh, everyone wants their kids to be have a happy life. And I think for that, when I was writing this song, this was the first thing that popped into my mind. And, mm. you know, how could I tell my kids what they need to do, you know, what they need to know to... Um, to get through with that stuff and make sure that they're on the right path. And mm. so, you know, definitely use those people in your life. Well, I do anyway, use those people in, your, in my life to help inspire um, the songs and, and the lyrics. And are they listening, Pete? Are your kids listening? <laughs> yeah, look, they are. They're, they're enjoying this, the music. They've always liked it. Um, my eldest boy now is 16 and a half, so he's kind of getting into um you know, a bit more kind of rap, and um, he's right. he's got he's got me under some some stuff that I actually never thought I'd listen to, but I'm actually quite enjoying some of the stuff that he's getting into. So it's nice now because you you know we're both sharing, I'm giving him some music to listen to, uh, all stuff that I like, and and vice versa. So it's kind of nice. So you know, definitely they're uh, they're into this song. I think they love also the fact that the the video has my wife Mira and my daughter Sachi in it. So. Or, you know, our family to look at that, it's a really big thing. Actually, Sachi, my daughter, the other day, it, it came on the um, the news in the morning and I heard it was coming on. So I said to my wife, I said, Mira, you know, quickly get Sachi in here and don't say anything, just sit in front of the TV. <laughs> and so 
she sat down next minute, you know, the news is on, and then the entertainment part came on, and, and next minute she's popped up on the screen, and she was like, her eyes lit up, <laughs> massive smile on her face, and she's like, I'm on the news, I'm on the news, you know, she can't, she can't quite say news yet. So we had to tell everyone that, you know, she's on the news, and... Um, she was very excited and very thrilled that, that she could see herself on the on the screen. Ah, oh, she's a big celebrity now. Uh, it's quite interesting that you had your family feature in the music video because typically you're you're quite private with your personal life. Yeah, I like to be fairly private with that. I don't put up very many photos of all of my family. I just think that, especially when they're, um, I don't know, when the kids are younger too, they don't get much of a choice. You know, in the case of the video, we we set out to to put Mira and Sachi as a silhouette, more of a silhouette. So you couldn't really see too much of them. Mm. But Sachi just came and danced at the end of that song, and it was so good. You know, both Mira and I just went, and to, and to the um, the guy who was shooting it, we all just went, that's so good. We just we can't not have it in there, because he just stole the show mm. at the end. And it was just, I mean, obviously, the, what the song's about, it was just so perfect for us. So we had to leave that in. But normally, we're, we're very careful of that. And I think when the kids are young, I don't like using their photos, because it's something that, you know, they don't have any say in it. And I just feel like there's, you just don't know who's who's out there, who's going to see it, who's going to use it, and what's going to happen. So I, I'm very protective of that. Yeah. Now, Found My Place is quite a timely song to appear during a pandemic. I'm sure a lot of us are looking around and really working out what home means to us and what we consider to be important to our own happiness in our own lives. When did you start writing this particular single? Had it been in the making for quite some time or did it just happen to make itself more poignant now? I have always written songs on my own, and this was the first time that actually I went overseas to do some co-writing. So I actually went, spent a week in LA and, and a week in Nashville, mm. and got together with a couple of guys to write this song. Uh, this was the first session that I did in Nashville, and Nashville, um, I didn't have too many sessions lined up. So I knew that, well, I'd heard that you know if you can make a good start and, and write some a good song with the first session that you do, then these guys who you write with normally will invite you to other sessions because everyone knows everyone over there all the cool songwriters so this is the first song i wrote when i went to nashville so it's a great start and the guys who i wrote with just loved the track and so they were on the phone to their friends going, you gotta rock this guy this guy's a great lyricist uh, got a great voice great sense of melody and so it wasn't long before i my week was booked out and i had sometimes two three sessions a day for songwriting so it was a great experience to do that something new for me and i was quite nervous about it too because i i hadn't done it before so you don't know what you're going to get you know sometimes it can be a pretty hard process um if you're with someone or just writing a song but if you're with someone else the pressure is even greater too if mm. nothing's come out so but luckily it all worked out well yeah it must be an adjustment uh, working with someone else and writing uh, a song that's ultimately going to be yours with someone else who perhaps you haven't actually worked professionally with before did you find that challenging did you learn anything in particular about your songwriting process from gavin well i think Definitely, like what I find is I do certain things a certain way. I write in songs a certain way, and, and then you, when you get in the room with someone else, what they do, if you say if you come up with an idea, it's great because someone will throw something at you that you don't think about, and it's a different melody. It might be a different lyric. It's just a different way of, of the, the way they write. So that's the beauty of it. When someone can give you um, some interesting part to just go off on another tangent with, and that's you know, where you rely on that other person who's, look, most of the guys I wrote with were great songwriters and you could tell they were good songwriters because some of the songs came together quite quickly. Mm. And when you like that, it's, that's, that works really well. So mm. I think that's the beauty of it. I, I no longer feel 
nervous about co-riding. I think I was just a bit scared at first because I wasn't <laughs> sure whether I would let the team down and, um, you know, feeling the pressure and nothing's coming out. But everything went really well. And, you know, even some before some sessions, I would prep a, a few songs up and uh, see what I had something to bring to the table so I could at least go in there and go, look, I've got this little quarter arrangement. What do you think of this? And uh, well, this, this melody and... So I could start the process and, and get it going. But, yeah, it was a really great experience. Now, you recorded it with uh, Canadian-born Byron Bay local Garrett Cato. Now, his name keeps popping up in interviews that I do. He must be the yep. guy to go to in Byron. Is that the case? Garrett's awesome. He, uh, yeah, he's an engineer producer himself. Uh, so he, he knows his stuff. And he's been doing a lot of fun fun acoustic music is great with kind of the mellow acoustic stuff yeah uh so and and what i like about garrett is he does he gets great sounds really great organic sounds and rich guitar tones and and vocal tones are really great so his recording is just um i I think you know amazing so what uh and us together i found was really good because i kind of would take what garrett was bringing and get those warm sounds but i would kind of get a little bit more life into the, song, the songs because I kind of like songs that are a bit more up and mm. a bit more moving, but um, still like mellow ones too. But we had a great combination of how we put it together and found that, you know, how we worked. Everything we kind of liked, very similar things, uh, which was really easy to work with and you don't clash too much with, with someone in the studio. So we worked really well. We were good mates beforehand anyway. Mm. And, uh, yeah, but he's done a lot of... Um, a lot of acoustic acts, and, and he's really busy at the moment. I was actually just in the studio with him before tying up a few. I'm just doing some some uh, acoustic versions of some of these new songs already. And um, he's just got it. He's a great guitarist as well. You know, he can um, does a lot of open tunings on his guitar, so he can bring a, another guitar uh, element to the song that you, that I wouldn't have thought of. So, um, but we have similar. Uh, vocals i think similar tones the way that we sing too so we definitely um have similar artists we like and you know like i said it was really easy to be in the studio with him and and everything flowed really well we had a ball it was really good fun oh that's good now you mentioned that you have some other stuff in the pipeline so found my place is that the first taste of a larger piece of work that we can expect from you i I do hear on the grapevine that potentially there might be an ep in the work is that still the case there is there is an album's worth of material there right now. Right. Um, but we're looking at doing an EP first. So an EP will come out at the, at the end of the year, mm-hmm. uh, six-track EP. Uh, I think around October we're looking at that. And then there's more songs that are already mixed and already finished. It's just a matter of what were the right songs for this first EP and then uh, what's what's right for the second one. So look, there's, there's plenty of things coming up um, and there's still other songs that I'm still... You know, some are like seventy percent done that I've still are in the mix for EP two because that's not quite finished yet. Only the fact that there's there's five songs done, mm. but I've still got other ones in the work that I'm not sure what's going to how that one's going to shape up yet. But it, I've kind of selected this first six songs. There will be a song, a song coming out every probably every two months before um, we, we hit October, and then the EP will be released then. Oh, excellent. Lots to keep us occupied. Um, the way that you work seems to be quite organic. So how do you go about deciding what is going to form an EP or what's going to be on an album? Do you just write music and when you have a, a body of work put together, you kind of work that out and sort it into an EP or an album? What's the process for you? I basically get a whole bunch of songs together and I start to 
record them uh, or demo them up. And the ones that I think are taking shape the best, I start to continue with those. And then I'll finish those off that I think are great. Uh, I had a selection of about um, 20 songs there or something, and I, can't, and I picked uh, about 13 or 14 um, that I worked on and um, eventually got to about 10 that, that I'd finished. Mm. And then um, those ones have been final. Uh, they've, they've been mixed. And I, then I selected from that. I selected the first EP. Okay. Uh, then the remaining remaining songs are sort of sitting, uh, and with the other songs that aren't quite finished yet, and they're all kind of still. I'm still waiting to see what the best EP, sorry, the best songs for EP two will, will be. But the um, this one, I think you try to find songs that that work with each other, that that um, can, you know, they sound. If you can, if you play the EP from start to finish, then you know, it'll flow really well and, and the songs will work together. No point having something that's very different on there that stands out. Mm, okay. Now, obviously the pandemic is forever forcing us to kind of put the best laid plans um, up in the air again. Uh, when are we able to yep. see you play live again? Is there anything in the pipeline for later this year or potentially early next year? Um, wish we could, it's hard to know. Yeah. We've got some shows temporarily booked in for next year. We did have a run this year that was started in October. Uh, we had to cancel that. We just we just weren't sure whether that was going to be, you know, available and we didn't want to put things on sale and have that um, cancel on it. So we thought well, let's just give ourselves a good break uh, and we'll tour next year. Early next year hopefully will be the plan. Okay. The um it's the first time I've done this because normally you will put out a song and then you will you will tour it straight away. So the touring will help promote it. You'll be doing interviews while you're on the road. Um, with the streaming now, when you when you're touring, people will start to stream you. Who's going to come and see you? So the streaming stuff to you know go up. So it's a really good way of getting out and promoting your new stuff. Unfortunately, I can't do that. So I've really got to sit and hope that the new songs will stand up on their own and people will talk about them themselves. Uh, so that's the tricky part. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, it seems to be you know the, found my place anyway. If that's anything to go by. Yeah. It's getting a great positive reaction at the moment. It's only been out for two weeks. So uh, I'm getting uh, amazing feedback from, from friends that have heard and just, just fans on social. So really positive. Um, like I said, hopefully the songs – well, the, the beauty about this time for two and next year, the beauty of it will be people will know the new songs, where in the past when you do tour something new, people don't know the new stuff that well. They want to hear the old stuff. So by the time it comes around, this EP will be uh, very well known next year. Yeah, and hopefully everyone will be able to have a sing-along with you. Uh, now, you released, your, right. you released your first record in 2003, which was obviously a massive hit for you. And since then, you've evolved and you've grown as an artist. I'm just interested in hearing your perspective on how you've seen the music industry evolve and grow as well. We've seen a lot of changes in the time since you released your first record. And as you said, things seem to be yep. changing rapidly again and you have to adjust how you're promoting your music. Do you think it's gotten any easier to be in the music industry in the time that you've been in it? Well, look, music industry is probably the hardest industry to be have success in, I think. It's a really tough industry because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what, with taste, people's taste, you know. So it's really hard to know. I think if, I just believe if you write good songs and good songs will remain out there and people will talk about them, people will share them. The change now I find with this, having streaming, because I did go through a stage where, you know, the only real way that people could hear music years ago was to tour it live. 
um, or radio. And radio was tough. Radio wasn't easy. There was, I guess, you got Triple J, and you've got the commercial stations with the with the bigger ones. Mm. So to try and get any major success, um, you know, you would have to hit those. The community stations are great, and it can build your following up to a certain level. And I think that combined with touring, and I started doing a lot of the community radio uh, early on too, and playing shows. And I had kind of a small following, and but you notice when you start to get the Triple J and the the commercial radio things start to open up now i guess but that's also very hard to get on those stations so and only a very few um aussie artists can make that happen it's not not many so i think now with the with the the streaming sites it's a great way for your music to be spread around the world instantly and a lot of luck still involved i think if you can get your music out there and the right person hears it and they put it onto playlist the right playlist get you get heard by enough people then it will it start to build a lot of luck is involved with that too but i think it's a, it's an easy way these days to get your music out there for sure than what it was back in the old days yeah so it's changed a lot changed a hell of a lot and i remember going through the period where you know people started to uh i remember that people were taking music um just taking off the off the net for free yes. when it became what you weren't earning anything from it so which was hard and i think the attitude back then too especially with the younger generation coming through. I remember sitting on a plane with someone with a younger girl one time and she was. She said to me, oh, talking about music, and she said, oh, music, I think music should be for free. And I'm going, okay, why is that? Well, it just should be because <laughs> she's been getting it for free. I'm going, well, you know, it takes, you know, you spend a lot of money and you've got a lot of time in the studio putting that together. And so to do that, you know, and to put something out and have someone take it for free is pretty harsh. I mean, what if you made clothes? And you put your clothes in the shop and someone just walked in and said, I'm going to take this for free. Thanks very much. I think it, I can do this. And you, how would you feel? And she said, oh, not very good. I said, well, there you go. It's a tough one. It's very tough. So I think with the streaming now, it's good because artists are getting paid. Uh, if they're getting whatever they're getting streamed. And, you know, it's it might not be a massive amount of money, but it's at least it's something. And it's it's definitely going back to the artists, going back to the record labels now. They're, they're still got you know, people in the industry that are being supported again. So it's good. It's a very exciting time, I think, uh, with, with music again. So, you know, um, I, and first time I've, I've really had a, a good go at doing the, the streaming thing as well. So I kind of, I had a fair, had six year break between, um, when was it, 2012, I think I did my Blue Sky Blue album. Then yeah. I think I had like a six year break by the time. Camacho came out, something like that. Anyway, anyway, seventeen, two thousand seventeen or eighteen. Twenty seventeen. So it was a, yeah. So it was a long break. Might have come out in two thousand eleven. Actually, it definitely was like six years. And in that space, at that time, things had changed so much. You know, I remember, um, you know, my manager said, uh, "Look, you know, since your your last, um, you know, albums like Feeler and um, See the Sun, all those songs you had years ago, there's not one song now in the top fifty that it has real drum." in it <laughs> I was like oh really <laughs> so I remember that was kind of back in 2012 wow. or 13 or something that had changed so much that now all you know the top 50 stuff top 40 stuff is um, just all program stuff so it's changed a lot too musically mm. um, but anyway look it's exciting there's lots of lots of music out there lots of great music and lots of good Aussie artists coming through too which is really exciting yeah, and it's an interesting time to be in as well, especially now that we have been forced into our homes a lot. I've noticed that um, 
I was talking to someone who's who's got a few insights into the Spotify streaming numbers and they, they were just saying that streaming's just gone through the roof because people are needing to access music more. So I think maybe people's perceptions and appreciation of music uh, might be more positive now because of how it's helped them through this tough time. I think so too, you know, and also probably the older generation are just cutting on to to the streaming, like Spotify or Apple Music, whatever it is, that they're, they're only just cutting onto that now. So mm. there's still a lot more people that are going to get onto these uh, and and be paying subscriptions. So there's a lot more money in the pot now that can be distributed to um, to a lot more people in the music industry. So it's only going to get bigger, and I think it's definitely the way of the future. I mean, I'm not sure how um, how it's going to work, but it definitely feels like that's that's a positive thing for for everyone at this stage. Yeah, well, if anything, the music industry is one that can adapt to change. Um, whether, whether it does, it's, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> whether it always works or whether it doesn't, I don't know. It's yet to be seen. But uh, congratulations on Found My Place. It's a cracker of a single, and it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Pete Murray. Thanks for talking to you. See you soon. Cheers. Bye bye. On Energy Groove Radio, that was Australian artist Pete Murray. He has just dropped a brand new single called Found My Place. As he just mentioned, it's not the last piece of music that we'll hear from him this year. In fact, there's plenty more to come, but I have his brand new single for you now. This is Found My Place by Pete Murray on Energy Groove Radio. If you want to catch up on that interview, you can find it on Energy Groove Catch Up. Just head to our website.